A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earle and A.M. Kozak. This is episode 47 of the Small Machine Talks, and I'm Amanda Earle. I'm on my own today, as A.M. Kozak uh, wasn't part of this interview this time around, but he'll be back again in a, in a subsequent episode. For this uh, episode, I interviewed James Moran and Anita Dolman, two local Ottawa poets and fiction writers who are also a couple. I've become interested in the idea of talking to people who are either close friends and writers or couples and writers. And so this is the second interview with such as uh, previously we interviewed Conyer Clayton and Nathaniel LaRochette, who are also a couple. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. I'm first I'm going to just uh, read the bios before the interview. Poet, editor, and writer Anita Dolman is the author of Lost Enough, a collection of short stories, Morning Rain, publishing 2017, and co-editor of Motherhood in Precarious Times, Demeter Press 2018, an international anthology of poetry and nonfiction. Her poetry and fiction have appeared in numerous journals, magazines, and anthologies, including another dysfunctional cancer poem anthology, Canadian Ginger, Hamilton Arts and Letters, Arc Poetry Magazine, On Spec, Graeme, Prism International, The Antigonish Review, and Triangulation Lost Voices, also bywords.ca. She's the author of two poetry chapbooks, one of which is from Angel House Press, and was a finalist for the 2015 Alberta Magazine Award for Fiction. Dolman is a contributing editor for Arc Poetry Magazine and was interim arts editor for this magazine's upcoming September issue. Ottawa author James K. Moran's speculative fiction and poetry have appeared in Canadian, American, and British publications, including Icarus, On Speck, and Glitterwolf. His poetry recently appeared in another dysfunctional cancer poem anthology, Mansfield Press and Bywords.ca. Moran's articles have appeared via CBC Radio, Daily Extra, and Rumorg. In 2012, he founded the Little Workshop of Horrors, an Ottawa-based writer's group that carves speculative and literary work into the shape it is meant to be. Moran also runs Queer Speculations, a writer's group that folk workshops queer-themed stories from far and wide. Town and Train, Lath Press 2014, is Moran's debut horror novel. He blogs at jameskmoran.blogspot.ca. Right now, he is likely at work editing his second horror novel. So please enjoy the interview. Thanks very much. Hi, James and Anita. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, in, in, in your place, but that we're actually here at your place. But yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, I start off right away with a, with a basic question. How did the two of you meet? The two of us uh, met. At Rob McLennan's yes. apartment. He was running a writer's group in, what would that be, about 2000? It was in about 2001. And it was the nascent Peter F. Yacht Club. Yes, yes. Right. It wasn't called that yet. No, because we had not found the Peter F. Yacht Club mm -hmm. pillow yet, and it did not no. launch its, you know, um, incredibly uh, dynamic future yet. To miss yeah. history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was pre-name, and I had yeah. run into Rob as a new resident to Ottawa. I'd come to a uh, uh, reading 
that he was um, at, uh, and it was a beautiful sunny summer's day, and he and Claire Latremoy and Ian Ferrier were reading, and I was the only audience member. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so, so I got to know them all. <laughs> they made me listen. I I'd been there. Um, and they were all lovely, and so I got to talking to him, and he invited mm. me to the writer's group um, that had been an ongoing thing, and uh, that was several months later. It was the middle yes. of winter. I walked in. I thought James was a redhead because his hair was dyed red from Halloween still because he'd used permanent dye to oh. be Cassidy. Yeah, I had a failed Halloween costume. I thought I dyed it blonde to be John Constantine, and nobody knew who John Constantine was from the Hellblazer comic, but it came really red. So instead, I was a, a drunken Irish vampire named Cassidy who was featured in the Preacher comics by okay. Dennis. Okay. Yes, well, me then. That sounds like fun. Yes. <laughs> so I was a, a redhead to Anita when I first. Oh, wow. Met. Yeah. And so. Uh, oh, the gingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we uh, walked home in the incredibly cold weather yeah. um, like down minus, to the downtown. Minus a, you know, a thousand with the windshield, but minus 20, 30 degrees Celsius Canadian temperature. I can't do. No. I can't convert to Fahrenheit, sorry. Any American I, listeners? Any American? <laughs> we're sorry, Americans. We You'll have to Google how to convert from this um, to Fahrenheit. Yay, metric system. I think um, that when it comes to minus 2,000, it's the same. That's right. That's what I hear. <laughs> quick, quick and sudden hypothermia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we walked all the way console. back. Yeah. Oh. Rob lived on Prescott. Somewhere around there, yeah. And we walked all the way back downtown. We agreed that we would hang out soon because wow. I had just... Uh, moved to Ottawa not too long before, mm -hmm. and uh, I had finished university, and I was going to get into freelance uh, writing. So I wanted some tips from James, who was an established freelance journalist in the city time. already, yeah. right? And I was working at the comic book shop at the time, and I was dating somebody else. Yes, yes, you were completely. And so we met up uh, a while later. Uh, I don't know how long, a few weeks or so, at a pub. And what was then Woody's. Yeah. And oh, the Woody's. reason we met up yeah. was because uh, I thought we were going to go to Rob's again and workshop our poetry. Because last time Stephen Brockwell was there. Right. And John Curry was there. Bruce Harding was there. And the next time I th when I thought we were going to meet up, uh, I hadn't confirmed with Rob. So I called up Rob that night and I did my best Melissa Etheridge imitation. And I said, I want to come over hell with the consequence. And he was like, we didn't confirm. We're not doing it. What? So we didn't do it. So I had to call up Anita because she thought it was on. So I called her up to listen. I'm <laughs> so, glad you remember all this. I don't have uh, the memory for those kind <laughs> yeah. of details. That's crazy. Including the Melissa Etheridge. Wow, yeah. yeah. And that's how we ended up trading writing because we couldn't go to Rob's. To so you did, you did it together. Yeah. yeah so, so we started. Yeah, we got started as but should we, writing traders. Do, do you want to tell the other part of that story? The non-date? Yeah. So we, uh, she needed freelance leads before we did this yeah. failed writing trade, she needed freelance leads or so, I thought. So we met at what was then Woody's on Elgin yeah. Street. And uh, we're sitting there, we got some nachos, and, and I, I discovered she's a vegetarian. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was thinking, how could I ever, I don't know if I could date someone who's vegetarian. Imagine, <laughs> we had to get vegetarian nachos, we are having a, a, a pint. Be horrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. it? It turns out being, you know, completely capable of you know, getting way more work than I could at the time, she'd already landed a bunch of work so she so when she revealed the fact this to me that she, the fact that she actually had some work leads i said well i kind of in my mind i was thinking well what are we doing here then so i just asked her halfway <laughs> just sitting we're sitting there for half an hour eating nachos drinking beer i said is this a date oh that question so is this a date and i said oh 
Honey, no, no, it's not. I only date women, yeah. <laughs> which was my policy at the time. <laughs> so I, so I, I'm not not giving very easily. I said, I had a sip of my drink. Maybe I, I'm embellishing first. I had a sip of my drink. I looked out the window. We were in the back. There was no window I could look out. And uh, I asked, "Are you sure you're not by?" <laughs> because you know we're sitting here anyway, having a non date. Wow. Maybe. Which is how you maybe I got a shot. And yeah, that is great. So yeah, we realized we had lots of things in common. But yeah. for the next two years, we just traded yeah, writing and we're just friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Created poetry and short fiction right. for yeah. a year. We just. We four went the, once in a while. We did the what would become the Peter Jack Club, but yeah. we did our own thing about once a month. And again, I was I, I broke up with the person I was dating and dated somebody else, and still we kept yeah. having these uh, month about once a month. About that, yeah. You, so it's nice, place, slow yeah. kind of uh, just getting to know one another through writing and ah, that yeah. sounds nice. Brutal sounds honesty. Yeah, yeah, good about yeah. writing and other things. <laughs> well, once uh, once gave me a, a Halloween poem. It was on orange. Paper, eight and a half by yeah. eleven paper, with black font. Right. <laughs> when she, when we got together to, to workshop the, our latest poems, she hands it back to me. She gives me a, a you know, she puts all sorts of marks all over it, of course. And she said, you, you know, put this in a drawer, put this away in a drawer. And every time you want to remember how not to write a poem, <laughs> take it out. I have it. It's in the drawer on my desk over there. I could, I could produce so it. So cruel. I sound so cruel yeah, in this. But you gave great comments. But that's you, you had written lots of other great yes, things. Yes, this was not I don't think I ever would have said that to somebody if there wasn't balance, right? We were, <laughs> that's how honest we were with each other. I kind of, we workshopped stuff for a couple of months by then. Wow. And so I, yeah. She but you were it. not so offended that you walked out of the room in anger or disgust or... No, because she gave me good and bad comments like about the good aspects and bad aspects. But also the poem was kind of all over the page. It was either yeah. wasn't quite prose, it wasn't quite poetry. It's kind of a list of all these Halloween things that I liked, and it didn't really hang together as anything. So she was right. So I wasn't that offended. That's when good. I, when I realized she was right. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> people, especially when you're when you're sort of mm-hmm. trying to impress someone, you know, with your with your etchings yeah. or writing. Come and see my etchings. Come and see my comic book collection or whatever. Oh no, that doesn't impress. Oh, maybe it does nowadays. I don't. It might. It might twenty five years. Yeah, 20 years but ago. I think maybe younger people. Everyone's into comics uh, more and more these days. Even yeah. I have a few mm-hmm. on my shelf. Oh, good for you. Persepolis and things like that. That's a good. I've got it too. Yeah, blue is the warmest color. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh lovely. Lovely. Uh, yes. Well, we could talk about that. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> yes. yes, we'll have you, yeah. you, you about all that <laughs> on, on, on your whole podcast. Separate part. That's right. So, well, this uh, seg- segues well into is that a word? A verb? I don't know. So, how yes, how has, let's make it a verb. How how has your relationship to each other's writing evolved over the years? If you. Oof. Has it well, changed? You want to start? <laughs> I, I can start that. I mean, we just talked about how it essentially started. And I yeah. think that's been one of the reasons that our um, relationship relationship um, has uh, been able to uh, work while still editing each other's work, etc. Um, is that uh, we started out editing each other's work. We started out critiquing each other. So that was always like a separate thing from our interpersonal relationship, first as friends Mm -hmm. and then uh, later as uh, partners. So um, that part stayed like a separate business entity almost. It was like going into work to do that Um, and then having a relationship that was in addition to that eventually 
Eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. After a few um, years. My best friend's dropped me off at her place once, and she and I were still friends. It'd been over almost a year I've been hanging out with Anita. And my best friend, he's like, he says, don't you want more from her? I said, no, no, we're just friends. He's like, are you, really? You don't want more? I was attracted to her, but I wasn't acting on it because I sure, was dating Sure, she had already said. Yeah. That's right. I figured, well. Oh, I'd already told you where to go. Exactly. That's right. You have to respect that. <laughs> I'm from, from, from Woody's pubs. Yeah. And I'm out. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing that's happened um, in the dynamic between our relationship and um, writing and editing has been the point uh, several years ago where we realized that we couldn't keep being each other's um, first readers for everything. Too busy. That it was too much because Mm -hmm. with the balance of trying to have an income, of raising a child, of life in general, it's hard enough to squeak in the writing in the first place. And then to have that additional onus of being each other's go-to for editing and for first reading and for feedback, uh, we couldn't maintain that anymore and still no, have other... other yeah, exactly. And if you want to yeah. do all of that and then still do readings and you know engage with the writing community at all, uh, it's it was just too much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, said, we had to branch yeah. out. That's it. Every so often when each one of us has something we really want to push out there as a submission, we'll mm-hmm. kind of bend each other's ear and say, listen, can you just look at this? The quick Tom, look, tell me yeah. if it doesn't suck. Yeah, really? Yeah, and exactly. And so we'll do that. Like she Does it go me, back in the drawer? Is that what Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like her short story collection, Lost Enough. I, when there was still kind of more time in our schedule, I looked at a lot of, I think all those yeah. stories, actually. Um, yeah. And back in 2003, pre-child and, you know, pre-different careers and stuff, right? Money-making careers, <laughs> pre-all that. She spent the summer doing a line by line edit of my novel. Oh, was called, wow. That's uh, great. Well, town, I know that train. you're a great editor, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't self praise that, yes. It was more, yes, I actually did that. I did. Yeah. yeah and uh, I'd like to point out that James wrote that on a typewriter. The first three chapters were polished up to send his samples to publishers. The rest I'd rewritten as a seventh draft. Electric on a typewriter. manual. Oh no, and a, a typewriter, Olympia Manual. typewriter. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. So Olympia, she, oh, yeah, okay. and if I paid her her editorial rate, even her um, artist rate, I would owe her somewhere around. We've agreed somewhere around eight or nine thousand. Well, I'm sure you for could the amount of time for she the hourly rate spend. for that. Yes, I'm sure yeah, you could barter. Yes. I'm sure there yeah. are, you know, there it's all made. worked out in the end. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Just a few months ago, she uh, completed her first manuscript draft. And she asked me to be a beta reader on it. So I got to actually return the favor. Of a novel, yeah. A novel, the first, first amazing novel. amazing to me. That so I got to look through the whole thing. Which is wonderful, yeah. So we still do it for yes. each other, but we, it's just more uh, one-off, more sporadic. Whereas yeah. when we started you were the main, out, we were always like, yeah. <laughs> That's a really Keep, interesting yeah. way to start off a relationship. And, and then it's interesting how it's changed. Uh, and so... Then, well, you've already talked a little bit about this with an issue, but what are some of the issues facing you as a writing couple, for want of a better term? I hate the term writing couple. I don't like it. We I write apologize. Write as a couple. Writing write couple. As a couple. Sounds like you're writing romance novels I under a pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> no, you write as a couple. Matharga, what's his name? I don't know. That's a really bad, don't ever use that pen name. It's not even mine, I promise. Yes. Okay. Um, 
for the issues, well, I, I think there's as many benefits as there are yeah. issues, for sure. Back issues. <laughs> so, so many issues. Yeah. We've got back issues. <laughs> uh, um, having to put up with the constant puns is definitely an oh, obstacle. Yes, that's yeah. a benefit. Benefit. Her, pun, her puns are agree- <laughs> her puns are egregious. I just hey. wish I thought of them first. <laughs> <laughs> I once dropped a class, uh, an English class, because the professor didn't like my pun. So, well, because he said he didn't get it, but it was too subtle. But it was so. Yeah, I get the whole. I love puns. I, I know. I've I heard that it's first. the lowest form of humor, but unless you do it I, first, exactly. Basically, yeah. Then it's genius. Form of, if that's absolutely. the lowest form of humor, I want to be low. <laughs> <laughs> yes, too. Way it works. So many opportunities. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, um, the benefits and the issues kind of go side by side, right? I mean, yep. you. Um, in our case, uh, we were very much part of the same community, right yeah. from yeah. the start, which was great, and it was awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, after one of our uh, first dates, uh, we both called the same person to go out, ha- go yeah. hang out yeah. afterward. Yeah, <laughs> the, same person, yes. the next day. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> or, or when we were first dating, I, I go out to, I just drop by the Oak to, to, to get a beer, and there Anita's sitting there with, with Rob McLennan hanging out. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really get away from each other. I know, I know, I know, I know. We, and we just started dating. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just, I was wow, like, what's happening? Everywhere. She's here with Rob. What's going on? <laughs> Clearly, it was destiny. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I know it's only been 48 hours, but I need my distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it's funny. I, I like to say about how we relate and work on our stuff. We, 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 we tend to have, I find... I like to say that we have a lot of drama and highs and lows, whether it's getting acceptances or rejections yeah. or maybes, and often there are tantrums, and often it's tantrums. and often our son has them, but usually it's me. I call them mantrums, just because either sometimes you have really great weeks, sometimes you have really bad weeks. Sometimes you have really great moments and really bad moments. Well, it exactly. happens fast. Absolutely. It happens fast. Yeah, and acceptance, we're, rejection, yeah. acceptance rejection. Yeah. Acceptance rejection. Acceptance rejection. And so we're, we're uh, here we're for each other, particularly yeah. when each other's at the low ebb. And often we, we don't have that low ebb at the same time. So if I'm down in the mouth, and you'll remind me about all sorts of things, you know, that, that are great about what I could do or what's going on and the different stages yeah. in our writing. Well, it's career. so easy to lose your perspective as mm-hmm. a, as a writer. I mean, it's such a, um, you know, it's the scarcity model that we're all fighting yeah. for this tiny yeah. amount of resource. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not necessarily the case, but it often feels that mm-hmm. way. And every mm-hmm. rejection can feel really daunting, especially if they come a bunch in a row or if yeah. you're in a bad space in, at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to remember that, you know, some of uh, our favorite uh, publication credits have come from the thing that was sent out for the 19th time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's hard. so easy to lose that perspective. Yeah. Uh, so the great thing about being with another writer, and I think any other mm-hmm. kind of artist, is that you're with somebody who knows what that's like and can be there to remind you and support you when it happens to you, and you can be there for them. But, of course, the obstacle is the times that it happens at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, double whammy. Yeah. We have, it's it's amazing that how you can go up and down all the time. Like, our, there's an American uh, Jewish writer who I, who was a friend of mine, Glenn Hirschberg, and he's, yeah. he advised me. Yeah, you remember Glenn from The Rolling Darkness yeah. Review back yeah. in 2010. He advised me, you know, enjoy every every step of the writing career because you'll have like all these different things you go through and says try, try to enjoy every stage whether it's submitting your stuff 
getting rejected, getting accepted, getting published, doing a reading, going through a rewrite. He's like, try to, they're going to be all these steps, James. Yeah. That a, a, that's a good, that's yeah. a good attitude. I, yeah, I, I find I'm trying to, well, I'm trying, I'm not writing, writing a novel. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I started <laughs> last year and wow, I can procrastinate big time. And you know how I procrastinate? Well, I think this is common with other people. Um, I write, I, I'm supposed to be writing a novel and I'm working on poetry. Right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you really want oh, to be it. productive, work in one work in multiple genres because you know you, to procrastinate you'll oh know, absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah I'm, and i also i also procrastinate by doing a lot of research so i find the idea of the novel though really quite daunting it's not my first it's the second oh, one but still i find daunting. i find the research uh, compulses uh, compels I love, me I love, compels me to yeah. get writing again i love I'm the too compulsive with the research I can get okay, lost in the rabbit hole of, yeah. of research like forever and I can suddenly be convinced to, oh, maybe I, my main character should change to this because I read this other interesting thing, you know. Fair. So, yeah. I, I like characters. That's yeah. what I like about writing fiction. I, I do it a little bit in poetry too, but characters from here. I love I love um, being surrounded by interesting people. So sometimes oh, I have to make them up, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, no, the character always comes to me first before yeah. the story, really. Yeah, I don't I don't have trouble with, I don't really do plot, so I... No, no, I, it's got to be the character first. That's it. It's like Stephen King says, you know, these tend to write stories about things, but they end up being about the people. Yeah. And that's what Makes sense. Remember, we were at Confluence a few years ago. It's a, What's Confluence? It's a, one of the biggest speculative fiction conferences in the States. Oh, it's in okay. Pittsburgh. It's in the summer. It's been on for, I think it's over 20, 25 years now. Oh, at least, yeah. And I did a, I had a book signing window at that where I was, I was sitting beside this very established kind of short story writer and a kind of a humorist and a poet. <laughs> and he had a short story. He told me, and he kept, he was selling book after book signing. He, he must have sold oh, 20 yeah, books. Yeah. And no one knew, I was, <laughs> you were the poor no Canadian one knew who I was. I, was him, yeah. I, did, I think I sold one of my reading an hour later, but oh, sitting good. next to him, <laughs> I didn't tell any next to him, yeah. but he told me that the he had a story in years best sci-fi, and he said he'd been trying to sell that thing <laughs> for over a decade or fifteen years. Yeah. And so he placed it in like I think it was Asimov's or one of the big ones, and then it got picked up for years best. Right, so that's something right. he'd been shopping around for over a decade so and a good. half. But then it had momentum after <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that often. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So it's that long view too. It's that shared perspective, and yeah. you can bring in different insights, different mm -hmm. books that you read about, you know, um, the writing life and that sort of thing. We both, I uh, remember we both devoured Dorothea Brand's um, I'm Becoming a Writer. I'm Becoming a Writer, oh, yeah. I heard that. It's oh, an amazing it's book. From Ray the 1930s. Ray it's been updated yeah. slightly, but it's um, it's not about the writing craft, although she was a professor it's of writing craft. Um, her biggest focus is on how to function as a writer in mm -hmm. your life, how to oh. make that work, make the time, get your bum in the chairs, as right. Neil Gaiman chairs. said later. I'm so bad yeah. about that. I'm yeah. so bad about that. I have several, I mean, I can write any, everywhere, but yeah, yeah sometimes. Ray, Ray Bradbury swore by that book. Um, okay. Because, well, because basically it sets up, you, you have the artist on one side and you have the business person on the other. The artist is all the creation, the inspiration, yeah, the ideas. Yeah. And the business person is the submissions, handles the rejections, protects the arts, protects, protects. Protect. That's how it's supposed to work. That's yeah. how it's supposed yeah. to work. And it's supposed to coach you on that. And we're both super good at dividing ourselves mentally. Completely. So that we absolutely are never Completely. injured by any Ever. rejection or anything. Yeah. So mm -hmm. We just reject. <laughs> That's a good. Uh, you, is that something you just say? You just said now. I just like, said that. Oh, now. that's good. You see Thank that you. you can you can use that somewhere. I will use that. <laughs> We're here for 
first on the small machine talk. That's right. Now it'll be a book about writing by James and Anita coming out soon. That's right. <laughs> See, you we're go. finally have to write together there sooner or later. You will actually. So you you haven't written together. Is no. that is that the case? You've no. not written a collaborative work together. We have not written a collaborative been, work. I've together. been trying to convince her, but she wants to do these other projects. I have other projects too, but I'm but I also think it'd be a lot of fun to write together because I've written with other people and it's so much fun. It would be. Um, I just, you know, have a writing list that's getting as I big know. as the to read pile that's towering over the bed right now. <laughs> so even the writing list may collapse. <laughs> may collapse under its weight. Yeah. Eventually, that's, that's interesting, though. If you, if you would, do you think you would do poetry or fiction or what kind of? Uh, or is it just still that nebulous that we've been... Nebul- I think it's nebulous. I was thinking fiction more for yeah, both of us. I would think so. I'd like to read that. Actually, I would find that interesting. Just not to throw yeah. more, you know, uh, embers or whatever, <laughs> the, something on the fire. I, I'm really good at mixed metaphors, so I might throw, like, yeah. onions on the fire for some reason. It could be, like, J.K. Dolmoran or something. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on yeah. the pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few weeks ago, I was, a while back, actually, I was complaining to me that I'm like, you know, I've, I can't, I've drawn publishing short stories, I've got the book out, and I, a couple of years have gone by, I can't publish short stories. And then I talk to my publisher and I tell him I can't, I can't seem to get any short stories out there, but I keep I keep getting poetry published. Yeah. And he says, well, James, Canada's known for its poets and its poetry. That's great. So I was trying to be disparaging, but instead I I ended up impressing him. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we, we have pretty good short story writers too, but I find it hard to get, short fiction I find very hard to get published. Uh, in, in uh, Not that I've tried that hard, but in just like, it's 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 in like the standard literary magazines. Forget it. Of course, I don't really publish poetry in most of the standard magazines either. I want yeah. I want it to be as weird as possible. So. Weird as good. No, I mean, I've I, we've both had a lot of trouble placing yeah. stories. Literary yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot yeah. of people have. I I don't I don't know, especially for short fiction. I don't know. I, I admire those who do and. Kudos to them. This is not this group right here, right now. <laughs> All right. So what what about okay, what about this? Okay, so okay. you both have had poetry in another dysfunctional cancer poem anthology, and you've both been published at different times on bywords.ca, even though one time you tried to say it was at the same time, but it wasn't. It yes, was the you next corrected me online. Right? I, I did. And I fixed it immediately because it was a month it was a month difference. It was January, a month February. difference. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. I don't yeah. know why it mattered to me, but anyway, I, I know. Tried to well you're the editor. It was it was the truth. There yeah. you go. Uh, you had the chance to read together at the launch of the anthology and and you've read together, you probably have done more than this, but at Lit Live in Hamilton. And you've also been part of Kingston's Limestone Expo, according to my my very in-depth research. Nice. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about the appearance experience of sharing the stage, perhaps publishing and promotion as a couple? Wow. You want to so, start? I'll bring me in. Yeah. Um, could do. Ah, you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, do you want me to do it? <laughs> Nobody um, wants to talk. Well, I could start. No, I could let you warm up. No, no, it's, okay. it's fine. Um, sharing the stage has always been fun for us yeah. uh, because we don't write in a similar style. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Uh, even though we both write fiction and we both write poetry, uh, we. I, I've never had a sense of competition or comparison. It's, um, and I've always loved uh, James's uh, reading skill and his uh, sort of onstage persona, as it were. Uh, uh-huh. When I first got to know James, he was director of the Tree Reading yes, Series yes, here me in Ottawa. Too. For six years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it, he was a 
such a dynamic host. Oh, you. So, um, <laughs> you know, engaging with everyone. And so um, I, I love to see him uh, doing that. Uh, oh. Yeah, so uh, sharing the stage has always been a lot of fun. It's not something, you know, where we're yeah. on at the same time. We're always, like, spaced no. out. Very you took the more time than I did. She went over. She wrote a similar story about a cybernetic gopher. <laughs> it was the same thing I had. Not that again. But it's all, all serious. It's like, like a rhyming I know. going I, on there. I think that I'm... I suspect that he has been influenced to write more speculative fiction because of, you know, at least I hope my heart's of, heart of hearts because at first she was all about the poetry and short stories. And I noticed more speculative fiction coming out of her work. Really great stuff, well, too. Was I that mean, something you read uh, before James? It's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. something I read before yeah. oh, James. Yeah. But Be- writing it, I think, you know, it felt... I mean, before... Yeah. The whole the whole yeah. topic of of genre versus you know lit yeah, is you know it's it's a huge minefield because um, it is. It, it's, that package. it's oh yeah um, it's but annoying. but it's arbitrary in so it's many arbitrary. ways um, and yep. so much of what I love to mm-hmm. read uh, pushes those boundaries it you know bridges all of that um, it it doesn't fall neatly into a category. Oh. And uh, I think that that's something that I was really, um, yeah, that's that's something that I was more willing to embrace in the writing uh, because of watching James uh, not only writing oh, in, in speculative fiction, but, uh, but also just being more um, open to yeah. genre in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. She's a wonderful... Not to blow smoke up your tushy, but she's a wonderful uh, <laughs> so speculative fic- fiction writer. Like she really. Yeah, well, I read some of the short stories and lost enough. Yeah. That, yeah. And one of them made me. Yeah, I, when I try to sell the book at cons, I always mention that one of the stories made me cry. And I'm not actually you know, stretching the truth. One of them made me cry at the end. So. That's always good yeah. when you can make a reader, especially someone yeah. close to you, cry. That's pretty, that's, that's, yeah. We're all going for that crying. As for sharing this stage, like we've done some, we've had some wonderful adventures between going to Limestone, like you said, mm-hmm. but also Confluence in Pittsburgh. I, I hearken back to, to Confluence. I, was, I think it was in 2015. Harken back. Harkening back to <laughs> Confluence. <laughs> Pittsburgh's premier speculative fiction conference. They're paying me to say that. I've got a royalty. Are you wearing now. like I've a, got a royalty. <laughs> Yeah, but there were, during my reading with a with a packed room of a, you know ten people, uh, there was a young woman who had like a whole steampunk get up at the top. Yeah, and the, and the whole nice. dress. Nice. I like. That. I love steampunk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that that event uh, taught me that it, when you're going into a conference or some sort of event that you're not familiar with and you're the new kind of fish in the pond, mm-hmm. like I, I was kind of going into different expectations and then I realized, oh yeah, it's not really, really about selling a lot of books. It's about meeting other writers. It's yeah, about mingling, being on panels. I was on a Manly Woodwell Man panel. That was kind of cool, an American folklore horror kind of writer. Mm-hmm. But so once I adjusted my kind of viewpoint, I realized, well, yeah, it's about the experience and the trip and meeting people and getting to discover other people, maybe other markets. Not because when you go into somewhere as a new writer, like the small fish in the big pond, you're not going to be signing dozens of books. You're not going to be selling a stack yeah. of books. Cause I, I went know. in thinking I'm this horror writer from Canada and nobody, and nobody had heard of me. Where's Canada? So I learned. Yeah. Yeah, I and so I, I had my ups and downs during that, but I needed was just kind of, she had a blast and they had great activities for our son who was you know, a little younger through about around eight or nine at the time. So it was really great to conference in the end. So we made some great contacts. We still know through social media, she got published 
in an anthology that uh, the conference. Well, that's puts what led out, to that, actually. To yeah, that as well. Yeah. And do we still uh, have some markets down there because of that, and people that we can connect with on social media? Yeah, impossible publisher, editor, people. Yeah, so it's uh, I yeah, learned those, a lot that way. Those opportunities to travel together, um, to promote together. That's yeah, that's been wonderful. I mean, it works out fabulously, especially if we both have something that we're pushing at the oh, same oh, time. Yeah. Um, and usually, it's not the same thing, even yeah. though there's been these couple of anthologies mm-hmm. and that that we have been in together. Um, but uh, but typically, it's it's not at all the same thing at yeah. the same time, and that's been for Lots the best, really, because it's been diverse. It's been fun. Yeah. We were able to engage with different people at the same place. Yeah, yeah, that like sounds in, good. Like in Cornwall, we do well at the Cornwall and area pop event, right? Because we'll sell, uh, she'll sell her book at a con rate, and I'll sell mine at a good rate. But we'll have kind of a two for you one. You have a yeah, two for one or two for like a special deal. And right. we, we sold, a, I think, a bunch of those oh, last time. Oh, I can see that actually. Cornwall. I can really see that. well. Yeah. They're nice companion pieces. Well, well you're a local yeah. boy there, so yeah. yeah you know. I say it's a fictionalized version of Cornwall and Town and Train. Yeah, people yeah, say yeah. people just put their money down. I, I'm, t- I'm still talking they're like I want to give me the book yeah, they're, just, they're just grabbing the book you and, and I'm Michael B. Like, Smith right they're yeah another, gotta do a another favorite uh, uh, writer of yeah. mine actually I, yeah. I love Michael's work oh he's he let me use one of his great. characters in a cameo in Town and Train his character oh, Ern- really? Ernest from Cumberland has a cameo oh, named wow. cameo in Town and Train in the same That's area a Lambert cameo Park. I love that <laughs> yeah I asked permission and Ernest is in the same gay cruising area in Lamaru Park in Town and Train so Mike, Mikey and I have made it till sooner or later we'll sync it up so we both have books out at the same new books at the same time do a reading in Cornwall oh that would be good well then why don't you that, scoot on down to Ottawa and read here too that would be, <laughs> that'd be fun oh yeah I'd do a double yeah. scoot on down scoot you, on the down Cornwall top. reading right the Absolutely. I don't see why not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, there could be no problems with that at all I'm just saying yeah so okay um, what? this is a good one I love it. I make up these questions you know and then I look at them and let, when I read them out loud I'm not sure how they how they work but so your armchair with your cigar this is a great question <laughs> i don't have either i have neither an armchair nor, nor a cigar, nor a cigar. Is, it, is it the irish tea because i irish gotta tea, tell you irish breakfast tea you know what we do every year every other day when we want a second wind at around four o'clock you have that? we have it because of oh, your suggestion good oh, she went on bought yes. she bought me it twice that is such a great tea it is it's are wonderful. you getting one from the world of tea Get the one from the World of Tea because no. it's, it's the best. Oh, we've just a been doing twinnings. We're low oh, budge. Okay. Oh. Go to bank. Go, go to a World of... <laughs> that, no, that's, that's totally great. I, I'm not a sea snob. Uh, uh, go no to twinnings. On Bank Street between Nepean and Lisker is a World of Tea. Oh, yeah, The, yeah. the people who work there, the, the okay. couple, the I'm man, the he goes to the different countries to get to actually, you know, get the tea and source it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, really? um, uh, the Irish breakfast tea they have okay. is... This, it's very smoky, so it depends. Ooh. Like if you like smoky, oh. so just just sm- have him let you smell it. Okay, he, he will tell you all. We'll go sniff it. the tea. Go sniff the okay. tea. <laughs> and there's lots of other. And if you want, if you like really smoky tea, I highly recommend another tea, Lapsang Souchong. Lapsang Souchong is a it, when you first mm-hmm. try it, it's like a you, you think you're like drinking a campfire. You're like, what? What's this? I don't want to drink. Ooh, but it's you know, it, you know, I, I think of it as the lag of woolen of tea. So oh. if you oh, like if you like lag of woolen. <laughs> I can't drink a lot of Lagavulin, but I can drink a lot of. Uh, and I just can't and that's afford. That's a good choice. I, I can't a lot afford. Lot of tea. Go to the bathroom every yeah. so often. Yeah, yeah. Lagavulin too much. Yeah. Chance. Well, yeah. I can't. I mean, I you know, I, I love Lagavulin, but it's very expensive. And yeah. Lapsang Souchong is is 
significantly okay. cheaper and also it doesn't uh, it's, I don't think it's dangerous for my liver so no, it's I kind much of, better that's it not much <laughs> better. No, much much better all around okay so so my question you know I'm all happy with the side roads especially ones side that are about are tea I, I, I don't get to talk about tea as much as I'd like yeah. so, so we're, any, we're into it every, oh, every yeah. other day I'm so glad that's, the yeah, it's been great yeah. see good people you know that's what, all you have to say they, they like Irish breakfast tea oh, probably some <laughs> horrible murderer who's drinking stop and going you're next while sipping the tea you're my 55th victim I shall I'm meeting her in the store where she goes to buy her tea every month and oh okay so that, okay, no yeah. one ever eats someone's liver with a cup of I Irish think, breakfast. I think, why not? <laughs> I think I've got an idea for another horror. Sounds good. It could be a mystery horror, yes. like yes. Com combined sort of thing. I think. Yes. And uh, you, and 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 go to a world of tea. It's a very small little place, but it's a nice. Yeah, and I have uh, work meetings every so often near there for Arc Poetry Magazine. So I. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to put all these links in the world of tea, art, yes. art, well, yes. everything. If I, I'll listen to it and put the links in after. So. So this question is, what advice would you offer to others in relationships where all parties are writers? Well, that sounds like a we, party, doesn't it? Where all parties are writers. Yay! We talked about all this possible question when we... <laughs> we had to talk about this one. Right? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. They, we yeah, talked. This is, most people don't even look at them in advance, so you right. guys are doing great. Well, this this one left out at us for sure, because we, you know... What are we going to say? What, what are we going to say? Because... Um, <laughs> you could just laugh. And laugh. <laughs> 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 no. Silly, silly So we talked this one around the room. Yeah. Uh, we didn't come to any conclusion. No, my, 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 uh, after answer. some thought, I thought, well, the best advice, and it's not, it's kind of problematic advice. The best advice is if you, you know, want to make it work as a couple, as two writers, yeah. not that you can control it, but it's best to actually know each other as writers before you get mm. romantically entangled, because if you're, if you get involved and then you both are like, okay, now yeah. we're going to do a writing thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how that mix would no, work. I, Unless you've had previous you know, marriages and you're moving on to the next, you're both like, I'm a writer. Yes, so am I. Let's hook up. Like maybe that would work. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you're previously engaged with the writing, like, yeah. that's why our relationship works, I think, because <laughs> we have such honesty with each other. We came out of this critique yeah, each other's yeah. work. And that probably we started with that continued honesty. into yeah. your non-writing non relationship. Yeah, We're not going to take criticism personally because it's That's not it. coming from that place. Mm -hmm. It's coming from that totally different place of the the editor, the fellow workshopper. To make the work the best it can be. Exactly. Right? Um, yeah. But I, I think that... The, the difficult thing in having a relationship with another person who's working in your field, yes, period. Yes, whatever field it Whatever is, yeah. field that is, is the sense that you're competing for yeah. a piece of a very small pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, that's unfortunately so because of the grant system. It's yes. very specific. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's some places in this country where there's, you know, there's really only municipal or federal and uh, it's such a, a shot in the dark to try to get either. Uh, systems can be incredibly confusing, etc. Yeah. Okay. If you're working in the same field and you're trying for grants in the same field, even if you uh, make a deal not to uh, apply in the same cycle as, as we've done in the past, um, we've made mm. that deal, uh, it can still feel really, um, you know, yeah. it, it's not 
meant to be a scarcity model, but it's exactly a scarcity model. It's exactly yeah. um, making people compete for something that's really small in order to just survive enough to do the work that they really feel compelled to do and that is often very much uh, enjoyed, appreciated, shared, but we don't have the monetary system to support that the way that uh, places like Germany or uh, Colombia yeah. or whatnot yeah. do. We have a totally different system of um, support or lack of support for the arts. Uh, so I think that um, if you're going to uh, be in the same field as a partner or partners, um, then you have to have that conversation. You have to talk about what that means and how you, you're yeah. not going to control how people feel yeah. about um, one person getting something and one person not getting something because everybody's going to go into it and say, I'm the bigger person. It's oh, going to be fine, yeah. right? It's, you know, I'm not going to feel hurt if, Never. you know, someone, <laughs> if, you know, we both, um, you know, put something in for the same anthology and one yeah. of us gets in and the other doesn't. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I can take it. But you can't because we're human, right? Everybody but he's just human, and, and so you have to yeah. keep talking about that. You it's have an to ongoing keep... conversation. Right. Be, maybe you've been applying for grants for 15 years, and then your partner gets a grant. Yeah, and, blank, yeah. and you're like, well, I've been applying for 15 how years. How come I didn't get that? Yeah, so no matter exactly. how many, how many intentions you have. Yeah, like, not that you're not, not yeah. direct competition. Yeah. No, no, exactly. and you're not it's, saying, oh, I wish you had totally a different field, yeah. and it can yeah. be a totally different jury, and it can be yeah. all these different yeah. things, and it's not direct competition per se. Yeah, But it's such a small freaking pie in this country in particular that it's... It's going to be difficult. So yes. there's lots of great things. There's lots of joys, which we've talked about already yeah. about being in a partnership with. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. But we have this ongoing system? discussion oh. about every few months, <laughs> depending on what level of granting we're. Yeah. Well, of course, at. and the other side is you're also um, with Arc. You're also having to apply for grants and stuff from. So mm -hmm. you're seeing the others, not another side as well, not the other yeah. side of that. Mm -hmm. You're not. Whereas you you've worked for an organization that gives grants, right? Yeah. So you you. Yeah. You've seen, yeah, you've not kind for the of arts, little, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've yeah. seen some similar things. Well, I've been involved with a lot of different writers in my in my career <laughs> <laughs> as a something, something, something. And um, I find what you say is especially. I, I really relate to that. I, I have to fall in love with the writing mm -hmm. before, and, and in a case where it's mutual, that works the best. Yeah. When it's not, sometimes the egos tend to get. Oh, like yeah. if one person, um, I've. I've been involved with someone whose writing I wasn't particularly fond of. Yeah. I've been involved with someone writing who I I love their writing much longer than I knew them as a, as a lover okay. and yeah. and so yes and and that they love my writing before they knew of me as you know naked and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good. I, I really like. I think those are those are two great pieces of advice. So there you go, writing couples, especially new new couples, new writers. If you look, take advice from yes. you and James in their new book, The Slings and Arrows of what is it? Outrageous submissions. Okay, just, okay, there you go. There you go. Oh, so okay. And now we we're gonna switch a little. Uh, okay. To, how are we doing for our time? Oh, we're, we're at 20 minutes. We're not doing bad. Okay. Uh, so, um, Should we talk faster? No, no. <laughs> we can speed up to it. Yes. Okay. So do you have similar taste in reading? Tell us about your bookshelves. I've, I've actually seen a little bit of, I've had a little bit. There are books everywhere, first of all, people in the listening audience. But this is not a video, so you can't. <laughs> yeah. Just trust us. There are books in every room every, and lots of every, them. <laughs> every, every nook and cranny. 
Every nook and cranny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you have similar? Any similar reading? In, or do, well, I, <laughs> sometimes. I, sometimes. sometimes. I, I love the I love the points where um, it crosses over, and I love the point where it wildly diverges too. Yeah. yeah. Um, James, uh, you know, opened up the world of uh, graphic novels, yeah. of yeah. comics, uh, to me by and large. Mm-hmm. I'd read a little bit of uh, that in university, mostly X Men kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he showed me, you know, what that could be. For uh, example, I mean, when he handed me Why the Last Man by Brian and I re- K. Vaughan, yeah, yeah, and uh, more links that- going up, more links. <laughs> yes, and we when we were living uh, in that Center was a new genre. We spent, world yeah, for me. yeah, we spent an entire uh, spent an entire year buying the trade paperback, which is the collection of like six to ten issues every month, mm. and we read the entire series together in trade of Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughan. It was remarkable yeah. at the time. And if James I, reads, yeah. you know, like twenty to fifty times more graphic novels yeah, than I do. Passion, yes. <laughs> it's you know, but when there's something that he thinks, oh, you know, you you got it. Yeah, much like a psych horror movie story. Once in a while, yeah. oh, you've got to watch. And this. what about uh, poetry? What about it? the taste in poetry? Um. <sighs> Well, that's that's, a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, because uh, We're all over the map. Yeah, both yeah. of us are are wildly eclectic in our poetry yeah. interests. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both of us, you know, um, came from you know reading the beats as teenagers and that kind of yeah, thing as a as a way in. <laughs> um, but yeah. then we've we've diverged enormously. Um, yeah. But we still do that same thing. Where uh, you know, for every ten to twenty poetry books mm-hmm. I read. Um, there'll be one where I, you know, um, elbow James and say, oh, you have to read this. Like, yeah. the, like I was three poems into Cafe Akbar. Oh, um, yeah. Before yeah. I was like, James, you have to read that, I, I was like that with everyone I knew. I basically read went to buy this. everyone copies, but I, did, I didn't have the money to, but I kept, I kept recommending it yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, that was yeah. a spectacular, spectacular uh, book. Yeah. yeah, our poetry is funny that way because I'll be like Michael V. Smith's Bad yeah. Ideas, yeah, which yeah. I loved. Yeah. Or I'll read Richard Harris because I heard heard him read at the Tree Reading Series two years ago. I'm not losing my father's ashes in the flood. Yeah, right. And every so often, if the other doesn't have time to read what we're reading, we'll just say, "Listen to this poem." Yeah, yeah. So I'll just she'll just give me the poem and she'll read it. She'll read me the the poem, right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. do. Uh-huh. I do that with Charles all the time. Actually, yeah. what Charles and I do is on the weekends when he makes breakfast and mm-hmm. I um I I read um. Uh, we'll read a whole book. It'll, it might take us a few weeks, but uh, and it won't be necessary poetry. Yeah. Sometimes it's poetry. Yeah. Sometimes it's uh, the last one was on making ink, so that was a <laughs> really cool one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was so. Yeah, we do we do that every time. And sometimes poetry too. Uh, I'll stop and read him something. Sometimes even from a byword submission, I'll read him a poem or something that mm-hmm. I really oh, like. Yeah, so I do wow. that. I do that sort of thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really read poetry other than what I what I you know read out to him. So so that's kind yeah, of fun. Yeah. yeah. So what's a we should just tell you what each of us is reading right now. Yeah, that's a good you. idea. What are your current well, reads? You're reading right now. Um, I'm currently reading uh, Conversations with Canadians oh, yes. uh, by Lee yeah. Maracle, I which I nice. bought after it came out and I'm finally yeah. getting to, which yeah. shows you the size of my reading stack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank it's heavens, there. actually. Okay. <laughs> I felt that because like, I always miss those big conversations mm-hmm. where everyone's yeah. like uh, talking about this newly, you know, freshly out book. And, You'll get uh, to it two or three years I, down the line. There's a Japanese term for that thing where you keep collecting. Yeah. So you're not reading yet. There's an actual word. I if know. someone's listening, please tell us, tell us what the Japanese word. Someone told me, but I can't remember. The um, contest is yeah. you get to win. No, you don't. And for Anita's birthday recently, I got her uh, 
Genderqueer, which is a yep. graphic novel. Yes. Uh, I forget the name of the uh, Maya writer, writer artist. Oh, I forget the last. Well, look it up. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you bought me a bunch of things. Uh, so I, nice. I plowed through that like just last week, and yeah. um, I'm reading Amber Dawn's. Oh. Uh, which one? Um, Sodom Road. Thank Sodom you. Road. Oh, I love yes. that. Well, I love that oh. one. And also, so I'm, 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 I'm huge, like two thirds of the way through. So. I'm not going to tell you anything, but okay. I love that. I'm a huge fan of Amber Dawn's. I fangirl over Amber Dawn all the Sub time. Sub Rosa, her first Sub Rosa, so really incredible. Fun. I still haven't read that. <gasps> back in the day. And oh, I, oh, oh, so good. I just and raved about it on Twitter the other day. How good. Yes. I loved Sub how Rose. poetry saved my life. Oh, sure. I love that book too. That one yeah. just, yeah. She's got brilliant a brilliant combination of the poetry and the, well, mm-hmm. uh, she has, yeah, well, uh, the, the anthology. She that, has the yeah. Hustling Verse anthology. Yeah. yeah, and Hustling Verse. And then, the, but she's also, I believe she has a new book coming out. I don't remember the genre, but I remember I was very excited. Okay. I think it might be poetry, I think, actually. If I'm wrong, we'll, we'll correct that, you know, uh, in the notes, in the show notes later on. <laughs> that's where I do all my, and I've got, there's so many typos and things in the show notes, but yeah. no one notices, so that's. It's fine. I'm um, finally reading um, Joshua uh, Whitehead's uh, Full, Full Metal, Metal and Digiqueer. Oh, I love that so much. I love that book so much. Both yes. that and Johnny Appleseed. And oh, I love Johnny yeah, Appleseed. Yeah. yeah, but the, I love Full Metal and Digiqueer because I love the way Joshua sort of... Uh, um, you know, uh, so skillfully takes on the canon, right? Like it's absolutely beautiful, and I love. That. I, I mean, some of those poems I read out loud; they're so yeah. soundy and gorgeous. Yeah, right now I really read, like Joshua. I've got. Uh, I'm reading a, a a very funny book called "I Am Providence" by Nick Mamatas. He's an American horror writer, and is basically a, a send up of the whole H.P. Lovecraft uh, convention uh-huh. circuit. So I'm checking that out, and I've got a stack of graphic novels about half a foot high <laughs> some from the library some not but I'm a particular fan of I love how your hands are telling the truth even as you're lying because you're, you're making your hands are like two feet apart and you're like can't you see half a foot high it's like the no, altar the one that got no. away it's one that got away I'm not saying yes. anything about those kind and, of comparisons such a man look it's it's <laughs> and uh it was this big sometimes book pile size matters I don't yeah. know and I'm also a huge fan of anything uh, Jeff Lemire's Canadian comic book uh, writer anything he does uh, particularly and uh, anything Brian Michael Bendis does for now at DC Comics so I'm always always reading something We'll have to make sure I have a tag for comics and stuff on this so that it. I don't know if that attracts people. I don't know how that stuff works anyway, but I'll tag it somehow on the, yeah, the I'm, site. You I'm so passionate. I listen to a podcast out of Chicago called The Word Balloon Podca- Podcast. The Word Balloon Podcast. Okay, that makes sense. Comics. And it's the by, uh, with John Cyantras, and every week he talks to a creator, writer, artist, and I'm always finding other I things I can obsess over you week know. after week. Well, I, I, you know, I mean... <laughs> That's good. And don't forget the small machine talks when you listen to podcasts. Well, now, I'm, now, now I'm tuning so, in, kids. There you we go. should all be tuning in. But we'll, we'll try to, I'll try to find that one and I'll put a link up to that one as well. So that's good. Sweet. All right. So I feel like we're making so much work for you, right? I know. I know. <laughs> you are. I, 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 you know, I, I live for this work, though. It's fun. Links, research, procrastination on writing. It's all good. Pretty nice. So Look at how much writing we can make you avoid. I, yeah. it's pretty <laughs> avoid you can avoid writing an entire series of yeah. novels. I'm, I'm right now, I'm, 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 I'm reading uh, Jason. 
Jason Christie's Cursed Objects or Cursed yeah, Objects. I got it probably. too. Well, I haven't cracked it yet. I got it. We're going to be interviewing him on the Small Machine Talks at the end of August. So I have that. I have also a lot, all of his Above Ground Press chapbooks and one oh, nice. of his other books, Unknown Actor. So okay. I've got my work cut out for me. I started to go through it. And of course, I've got dog ears and writing in there. And so it's, I'm Yikes. a horrible person. Just horrible. <laughs> horrible person. <laughs> dog ears. Rob, I, I, I've never dog eared anything. It's a lot of Right. So, um, and you ha you have a son, and how does he relate to your writing and your interest in reading? Uh, uh, well, so we were <laughs> at, um, we were at uh, limes no, not limestone, the uh, Cape in Cornwall, Cornwall. area pop event. Yes, <laughs> which is great. It's a little bit like a Comic Con. It's, it's combined a Comic Con with yeah, a little Cornwall. trade show. Yeah. It's, it's it's lots of fun and people dress up and all of that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And when we were there last, James and I both had books out um, on the table. Yeah. And uh, this lovely uh, young woman, uh, 15 years old, comes up to us and said that she's working on her first novel. Great. <laughs> and so nice. and we she had questions and we had a great she's chat and encouraged her. Yeah. She was absolutely, um, you know, just eager she was and brilliant. Really, and really then she turned. The book. Absolutely. She's and then she turned to, or to our son, sorry. Um, and uh, she turned to our son and she said, uh, What's it like having uh, parents who are writers? Yeah. It must be so amazing. And the book's reaction. And he looked at her and he said, meh, it's all right. <laughs> this is true. But I mean, he doesn't really know any different, right? I no, mean, exactly. He hasn't had parents yeah. no. who weren't writers. So. Exactly. Yeah. We must also add that when we're at a con or even in like my hometown comic book shop of Fantasy Realm, if he's there at the table... He's like a good luck charm. He can sell the books. I believe more that. being at the table with us, with me. And if he leaves, he goes off to do something else with his mom, or for whatever reason, my sales kind of fall. Plummet. They yeah. Because <laughs> he's yep. he's great at just chatting with people that come by. Yeah. But he's been a reader right yeah. from the start, yeah. and yeah, that's been super. Um, I got I got to use my line about the library. I've been bringing the library since I could. Right. So the stroller for like the toddler time things, and then for the kid yeah. time things. And so every time I go to the library, he's always got books set aside. He always gets a stack of. A few months ago, we went to the library, and he wanted to get as many books as he could carry. And he came out with a stack. Count there were eleven hardcover, <laughs> like between so graphic fun. novels and just and book books. And I had to take some because he was carrying them out. His arms were shaking because <laughs> he wanted to get as many books as he could to have some books to read for a few yeah. weeks. And, and he plowed through them in a few weeks, basically. So yeah. fantastic. If we, if we get amazing. comic, if I buy single issue comics, he'll read the comic book in the car on the way home. And it'll be done by the time we get home. So we only ever get collections of them where we go to the library. It'll, yeah, otherwise goes, you'll he burns, just be... He burns yeah. through them. And for, <laughs> and for a while, um, he and I were doing kind of story meetings about my second horror novel that I'm oh, trying okay. to finish out with Story the rewrite. <laughs> and so he would say things like, I want the yeah. Hulk in that. And I would say, well, then we talk about copyright laws and how I'll work in yeah. a Hulk t-shirt. And then we would talk about different monsters to have in it. So he gave me kind of a list of monsters. He's Perfect. like, well, I want a, a vampire and I want a mummy and I want this. And I'm like, okay, let me see if I could work that in. Cause it That's kinda, great. Because it's kind of yeah. in line with what I'm doing in the book. 
<laughs> so for a while. But now he doesn't want to have the book spoiled for him because he's looking forward to reading it in a year or two when he's old enough. So now he doesn't mm. want me to talk about the story ideas <laughs> anymore. He just wants me to finish it so we so, can So yeah, that's yeah. good motivation though. That's yeah. pretty neat. That's really nice. So it's interesting. All right. Now that he's 11, it's also super exciting because he um, is at an age where he can read things that I've really loved. I mean, we always shared things yeah, that we loved yeah. as kids, but um, in the last few weeks, he's plowed through the Hitchhiker's Guide yes. to the Galaxy oh, series, great, which great. I loved. Yeah. Um, I was older than him yeah. when I, yeah, I was read it. But, yeah, yeah, but we realized, wait a minute, we can actually start mm -hmm. sharing this kind of stuff with him, and it's so fun. So much fun. Yeah. Um, and last year, for the first time ever, uh, we all encountered a new book and shared it through the family because it was so good. It was a YA um, spec fic uh, Nathan by Nathan Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Exit plans for teenage freaks. Wonderful. What a great First title. First person oh. journal novel. Ooh. Yeah, set high in school. the Ottawa Valley mm -hmm. uh, about a high school student who uh, can uh, teleport. Uncontrollably so. Yes. <laughs> against his will, yeah. seemingly. Exactly. And has to figure it out. Yeah. Wow. At one point, he teleports into the shower the bathroom of the guy he has a crush on. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. So, you know, that the deeply embarrassing kids. kind of stuff yeah. that yeah, yeah. kids really, you know. Sounds um, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, And yeah. that one, uh, I read it. Uh, James gave it to me for my birthday or Christmas. Christmas. I know with Nathan. Yes. Got a copy of the book from him. Yeah. You, Forgot you know, I, I loved it so much I gave it to Dylan and Dylan said it was so good he you, had to give it to you. Yeah. So. Like a chain, like a like yeah. a relay, reading relay. Exactly, yeah. Family yeah. reading relay. Yeah. Yeah. Last Halloween time I was trying to read uh, one uh, Night in the Lonesome October at Roger Zelazny which is a chapter yeah. for each day in October but yeah. we kind of end up going to the Netherlands on a family trip so we didn't finish it. And so we'll resume that in the fall, hopefully. And also, we've just decided, oh, we think he's old enough to start some Ray Bradbury. Ooh. So I'm thinking something Wicked This Way comes, or a yeah. collection of short stories to kind of get yeah. started. Yeah. That makes sense. That sounds so like fun, so though. Excited. And then you rediscover the work again, too. By oh, the yeah. Way. yeah. Sounds fun. You have your own little Canada reads. You just like, you know. Yes. There you go. Yeah. You can have a little. Worth yes. having a kid for. There you go. <laughs> 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 so we're, we're starting to get low on time because the, the, the recorder will probably stop. So if it okay. stops at the end, we will, we will just take that as the end. So, uh, okay. but, but thanks for to both of you for being on the show. Maybe one more question. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks um, for having us. Yes. Great. Thanks for being Okay, so um, here's one more question. We'll see if, it, if we run out of time. Okay. You both write poetry and fiction with some of your fiction tending towards speculative and horror. Yes. yes. Do you ever try to write spec or horror into your poetry? Uh, yes. You, yes. I me, know. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a full <laughs> on spec magazine called yeah. Stormed about a guy in the shower who's imagining he's Thor. <laughs> I kind of think that guy was Fun. in spec a couple of years ago. I, I'm imagining yes. I, Thor is in my shower too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds worth it if you're listening. Amanda, Amanda Earl is wondering if you could inspire the poem. Yeah, really. <laughs> and, and so you don't. Is there is there any reason why you, or it hasn't? It, it just. Um, I think it's mostly because my poetry tends to be more uh, narrative. I started yeah. a long time ago with more confessional poetry. Yeah. And yeah. so um, it just it didn't end up taking that bent from the start. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been more rooted in, uh, you know, real life issues of uh, mental illness and that sort of thing uh, recently. So 
there's just been other things that have appealed to me and attracted me more. It's not to say that I'm not going to right. ever do something like that. Uh, but so far, it just hasn't. It just hasn't come to me through uh, poetry. As yeah, word is exactly. So resonated. it's only um, that sort of uh, otherworldliness and mm. the look at uh, where we uh, deviate from current yes. perceived realities uh, and what that can mean for storytelling and for understanding other human beings. That's come through in fiction, mm. uh, and it's it's not something that's come out through. Uh, my poetry so yet so you know it's it's not on uh, on on the list but uh, i i think i should ask what you're currently working on because that would be nice for for uh, people to know what you're currently doing if you don't mind it's not well, there on the on the yeah. question uh, i've got a uh, i'll have some big exciting publishing news soon i oh, hope about something a teaser i can't uh, can't be specific but you can't tell us soon. but in addition to that i'm trying to rewrite my second literary horror novel entitled monstrous and i'm playing a lot with time in the novel so a lot of it's based on flashbacks that happened 25 years ago which has set me up for a lot of extra scenes but i really <laughs> wanted to do a flashback kind of novel and i'm on the kind of the last act of it right now hoping to finish for the fall at this point and yeah using characters that were in town and trained but now it's been it's not a sequel but they're characters in the same universe 25 years later like my sergeant Richie, sergeant richie o'donnell who was closeted in town and trained returns in monstrous and he's a sergeant now he used to be a constable in town and trained now he's completely out of the closet and running a gay counseling group and doing outreach and still living in brandon which is where he was living in town and trained so that's there you go. my major project right now and anita's of course work on her major project uh, well i've been uh on a sabbatical for the last yeah. 10 months so i really right. focused on finishing my uh, novel and mm-hmm. uh i'm just doing revisions to that and uh she's going hard on it <laughs> in a few months and she's had oh, five good. beta readers and really five just been, beta readers wow yeah, yeah that's something i stole from specfix so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Stephen King swears by that actually, system yeah. in yeah, non writing, yeah. and uh, we're starting yeah. to use that kind of. And uh, I have a poetry manuscript that I'm uh, looking for a home for right now. Yes. Always fun. Yeah, and uh, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. as I've uh, <laughs> 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 indeed. Um, so I've been uh, starting to write more uh, short fiction again. I take yeah. a bit of a hiatus to focus on the novel and on poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've. Uh, I've written a few of those recently, so uh, they're coming out a little weirder than the ones before. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. How fun! How yeah. fun! And I, on Anita's advice, I pulled a whole section out of my novel that didn't seem to a few characters out of yeah. it, and that's going to be a novella on its own. Oh, good, can, good, good. If I can sounds separate good. that out, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that eventually. Oh, sounds yeah. good. There's no lack of things to write. No, it's a multiple. No, yeah, I don't. I don't really get. To, I don't have writer's block. I have. I have uh, bullshitting myself about not like about procrastinating, <laughs> but I don't. I don't actually. I'm always writing all the time. Like so. Yeah. yeah I never. I never find yeah. I'm not. I'm writing when I'm not actually physically writing. I'm just yeah. always thinking about yeah. things and the way they. Yeah. Fit and stuff. I absolutely. find you have to trick yourself. And you yeah, I was talking about yourself. just get your ass in the chair. And yeah. even on my worst days, something always happens with the writing. If I'm in front of my computer and I'm just sitting there, and I trick myself, oh, I'll check my notes about this, check my notes about mm-hmm. that. And I end up writing a scene, rewriting a scene, and all of a sudden I spend an hour or whatever time on every time. Yeah, I'm really good at bullshitting myself, mm-hmm. so maybe who knows? Maybe I'll be able to do that. <laughs> well, thank you very much, the two of you. And, uh, 
This has been the Small Machine Talks with Anita Dolman and James Moran. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to James and Anita. And please tune in for the next episode of the Small Machine Talks. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>